Are you angry? No, really. Has that one person got you fuming? Well, call them out. Now's your chance to tell them. You know what? You just made the list. You just made the list. Here we go. Let us know who's on your list. Call 615-737-1025. You just made the list. Now, on Darren, Donick, and Chase. All right, it's therapy time on Darren, Donick, and Chase. It's time to release. Release those awful feelings that someone or something has made you mad. You just made the list time. Incubus tickets at the Ryman. That'll be in November. November 27th. Incubus. Ryman Auditorium. Great, great venue to see anything, really. Anything. 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 I've so lived that's here, what's on the line. Lived here my whole life. I've been there twice. You need to, you need that's to up you need to up, I know. Yeah, up the ratio shame. there. I know. Come on. I wouldn't tell people. Pick it up. That. It's nothing against the Ryman. I just haven't gone. Yeah. That's a shame. Six one five. Not too late. Not too late. It's not going anywhere. Seven three seven one oh two five. Seven three seven one oh two five. Who or what is on your list? It's that simple. And if you want to name names, name them. We don't care. Incubus tickets at the Ryman, November 27th. Who wants to start? Well, we've already had a pre uh You've already entry. put Darren on the list. We've already put Darren on the list for extrapolating out the numbers on a season when you've played like 2% of the season. Matt DeShane is on pace for 164 points this yes. season. You just made the so list. So you're on the list for that. I mean, and I, you're not the only one. All the people on Twitter, you know, I know, I know. Guys off to a hot start. And it's fun with math. I even heard Braden do it the other day with Marcus Mariota and the touchdown passes and no interceptions. <laughs> He's on pace for, I don't know, 20-something touchdown passes no and no interceptions. Yeah. He's on pace for no interceptions. Come on. These things change. But here is, my, here is the list for me. The people that give you, you know, the businesses, they give you the, re, the, little, the little thingy. That you say, do you have a, a little uh, the little card? Thingy. You know, the little plastic thing that you get reward points. Oh, okay. right? A At a restaurant yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. right? Because yeah. everybody has rewards now. Mm-hmm. You got rewards. And I got a couple of them in my wallet. Yeah, I keep it around. Like, okay, I'll do it. Nothing doesn't cost anything. Great. Maybe I save. But these places that give you these things and you don't get a reward for like seven years. Like, I'm still waiting to get a reward. For some of these places, well, do you frequent it much? Yes, I mean you have. I feel to like go. I do. You have to. I mean, I they just don't give it to you. I'll give you two places, and I love. It. I'm going to keep going to these places. I got nothing against them. The food's good enough that I'll probably keep going back. But Jersey Mike's and Panera. I got. You the, just made the list. I got the. I got the cards. I got the thing. I keep putting my card in there. Putting my phone number in there. Like, where, how many points do I have? Do I get a free sub? Do I get a free really? drink? And something? you get nothing. Just not enough. Hmm. What are you looking for? I something like what? What do they give you? What have they given you to this point? Uh, Jersey like a Mike's, dollar off. Jersey Mike's. I don't think I've ever gotten anything off. No, I feel like I go there quite a bit. Huh? And they were like, "Well, you got if you come on this day, you get double points." And I'm like, "When do these points give me something? I mean, anything? A free bag of chips? Hmm. That's that's pretty shameful. Because most, I just." Most people like, are, most like, places are enticing you to keep coming back, right? They're constantly yeah. 
giving you dangling something out there to say, hey, you haven't been here in a couple weeks. Come on yeah. back. We'll give you this. Panera, I feel like they used to hit me with, like, you, you get a free uh, croissant or, a, you know, whatever they got. Mm-hmm. Pastry, they right. call it. I feel like I used to get that more, and now yeah. it's like I, I keep waiting. I'm like, hey, what do I got today? <laughs> uh, that'll be 2130 or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Okay. That's I want, fair. I want a little more rewards. More frequent. Just just keep me keep me coming back. Yeah. Give me a little little five percent here, a little free uh, drink there. Better than five percent. Something. Five percent. Give, give, give me a little something. I mean, yeah, make it worth your while. Yeah, five percent a week. I, I want agree. real rewards if I'm gonna carry around the little plastic card. Okay. Otherwise, why why am I, I carrying the card that's around? That's fair. Okay. That's very fair. Okay. So people that give reward points that aren't you just rewarding made the list. on the list. Keep rewarding. Reward. I want rewards. Okay. Chase, what do you got? I have. I actually had four candidates for this. Oh, wow. this week. Four so, candidates. Had a rough week. So I had to narrow. Yeah, I mean, so I'll do this one quickly. The uh, the at least your team made the playoffs, guy. You know, I'm I'm hurting. I'm hurting on on Wednesday. My Braves. It was over in the first inning, and I'm like, you know, I'm tweeting. I'm tweeting in my feelings. I'm like, I hate baseball. Like, what's going on? You're this wearing sucks. your heart on your sleeve. Heart on the sleeve. I'm hurting. You're down. And, and I get the, well, hey, at least your team's in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm like, you don't like that guy? Like, can I not just be just feel a little pain? Like, okay, yeah, your team didn't make the playoffs. Like, I, I'm sorry. I think I could be that guy. I yeah, think I'm, yeah. I didn't do it, but I could have. Some I people just easily that could. I love more than anything are those, those people. Like <laughs> saying, at least your team's in the playoffs. And I'm like, you know. No, you don't get to do that today. I get to hurt. So for a few days, yeah. you, you don't want to hear that. Well, the day of. The or day the, of. Don't, don't hit you with that. We're in the second okay. inning at this point, and I'm hearing that, <laughs> hey, at least your team made the playoffs. It's 10 to nothing. Yeah, that's not what you want to hear. No. You like, just hey. made the list. <laughs> that's fair. So don't so, be that guy. That's, that's good. I mean, that's I, I think one. that has to be one. And then along your lines with restaurants, I go into an establishment the other day to have lunch. I was in there for an hour and a half. Because it took from ordering the drink, ordering the meal, to then getting those things, and then for the the server to come back and give me the check, the whole process took an hour and a half. Even after some, hey, can we can we hurry this up a little bit? There's nobody in here. <laughs> what are we doing? Dude's on his phone. I don't know if he's swiping on Tinder or what's going on, but I'm like, hey, the drink... You know, the, the drink should never be empty. A good server always knows. The drink should never be empty. Yeah. It was empty. I'm having to ask. So, uh, like, I, I need a little more a little, little more pep and stuff. If it was busy, okay, I'll give you that. It was me and two other people in the in the restaurant. You just made the list. Mm. <laughs> that just made me think of another one. I'm going to save it for next week. But you guys are going to like it. Are you it. sure? Yeah. I want to save it. Okay. Because it's a it's a slightly different category, but you just made me think of something. I just come with on. the service. We can be better than that. Darren, go ahead. I I mine is mine's kind of weak. I, I just I just kind of feel like Willie, you deserve to be on there because you don't you don't appreciate <laughs> Vegas. Like I, I'm disappointed in your non appreciation of Vegas. You know what? Like it's it's such a waste. You know what? You're right. It's a waste. Like Chase and I would be just drooling. 
to go on this trip because you get to spend days in Vegas and you're like, oh gosh, you know, I don't know what we're gonna do. And I feel like we're gonna be exhausted by the time we get to Glendale. <laughs> I mean, Vegas, I did, I did say that. These hotels are so big in the Strip. I just, <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't even like to gamble. I'm just. I feel like when we get to Glendale, I'm not going to be able to do my run to the hotel and to the I feel arena like a- and back. I'm going to be exhausted. I just feel like, man. I'm on the list. We don't want right. to hear your sob Vegas stories. I need like, to pick I it up. Just, I need to pick I it up. I don't really like it. There's not much to do in Vegas for me. If they called right now and said, Chase, we need you. You got to come with us on the road trip. I mean, I'd already be at the airport and wouldn't have a suitcase. I mean, I just don't want to hear your your poor Wow, two two extra days in Vegas. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Appreciate Vegas, man. That is the trip, and you get extra days. It's not an in and out. This is not a preseason game. No, Go they day have in and out. They actually have an in and out. You can in go to Vegas now? They do. Oh, oh wow. I went there when I went to Vegas. It's picking really? Up. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. You got in and out Burger. Okay. We got that going. I just feel like, you know, we've had to listen. Yeah, gosh. And then by Thursday, we get to Glendale. Oh, my gosh. We're going to be exhausted. It's like, what? I didn't say we we're going to be. You're going to LA, Vegas, and Arizona. Come on. Appreciate the trip a little bit more. No, I, I just made the. List. I appreciate Arizona and Los Angeles. I, I this am is with what you. I feel like I've gotten in my conversations. Some of this off. It's like, man, I'm, gosh, we're going to L.A. and our Dodgers are out now. We're only going to go to game. It's like, well, cry me a river. Jeez, now, I did the not Dodgers say- aren't playing. You got to spend an extra day in Vegas. And gosh, we'll be exhausted by hold the time on, we get on, out to hold on. I said Glendale, nothing. Arizona. I said nothing about Arizona or LA. I am you are you have nailed me. You have absolutely dusted me. I am I am willing to write my name I down just, the list because I do not appreciate. I'm not giving Las you a Vegas shoulder like to cry on. I'm not going to give you a I shoulder. Should, to I cry should appreciate. On. Okay, that's going to be my goal for this trip, Darren, is to aff- appreciate Vegas more. I would be drooling over this trip. In fact, I'm mad. We're not on this trip. I'm we should be on this trip. So we mad. should take the show on the road and be on this trip. We messed up. We I just feel like you do not appreciate this trip. I appreciate the trip, but Vegas, you're right. I need to. I need to embrace Vegas a little more, don't I? Uh, they're they're about to be a four sports professional town very soon. Four? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. think they'll get the NBA? Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It. it fi- I don't know, five years? Five years from now? You're, there's going to be four sports in that. Raiders, Golden Knights, A's expansion <laughs> team? I don't know, but they're, they're going to be a four-sport town. I'd, I would put money on the Oakland A's moving to, to Las Vegas. Well, I mean, it's already starting. I, mean, I know it's I out mean, there, it's but I, I like think... Start, I mean, that's already out there. Hmm. They're going to be a four-sport town in All five right. years. I, I'm going to thank you guys at Vegas. Next week, we'll check in a Monday show, and... We'll talk about What's that. What's crazy is you don't even have to be a big gambler. Like, just the the stuff to do out there. All the hotels have the best hotel, uh, the best water whatever, whether it's a, a pool you can see for miles or a wave pool or cabanas. They got shows galore. There's a ton Aerosmith of stuff to do. Aerosmith is playing out there. Go see Aerosmith. Isn't uh, Mariah Carey out there right now? I think so. Residency think out residency. there? Go see Mariah. I mean, I just 
Go see I Aerosmith. want you to appreciate Vegas a little bit more. Okay, I, that'll be my goal. Because right now, I'm on the list for that. Do this. Right. I did, you just made the list. I did kind of say, you know, of all the cities, you know, Vegas, I just don't, I, I don't I get just, excited It's about disappointing it. to hear that. LA is, I mean, I'm all in on LA, all in on Arizona. Love those places. But Vegas, you're right. I just, you, yeah. should, you should listen to somebody you both know. Go play a couple hands of blackjack and <laughs> see where the night goes. Double down. On ace, you know, double down on on eleven. Well, let me say it. Split split I don't just I don't just sit in the room when when I'm there. I I'm out, but I I just I'm not into the blackjack going and I'm just I don't I don't not into that stuff. Okay, I'm just saying appreciate a little bit more. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to another level. All right, let's load up the line seven three seven one zero two five six one five seven three seven one zero two five. Your phone calls. Who or what is on your list next? That is something that's never happened, and you just made the list, is nobody's ever put the kiss on the list. <laughs> so, Hall and Oates, I guess, putting the kiss on the list, but that would be a good list, I guess. You right? just made the list! <laughs> this, this is good, though. Like we, we do need to have like a good list one week. We've had that. We have had that, right? The little change of pace, switch it. Somebody's on the good list. All right, yeah. let's find out who's on your list. We got loaded lines. Incubus, the Ryman Auditorium, November 27th. Let's start up in Gallatin. Mike, get us going. Who or what is on your list? All right, Darren and Willie, this might go way over your head. Chase, this is right in your alley. So, over a decade plus, I've been watching WWE, loving every, not everything about it, but the action and the, the product they can bring. But again, over the last, we'll say, five years plus the show has turned itself from being about the action and turning itself more into the entertainment side of things and it's just been going on you know under and i'm still trying to hang on because it was a big part of my childhood and everything about it i cared for but last no yeah last sunday they had a big pay-per-view called hell in a cell and it's one of the biggest um pay-per-views that they throw every year it's an iconic match Two of the best guys they have going for the whole entire business, fighting each other in this scripted, I understand, situation. And they throw this entire match into this one big gimmick where they call the match off, I guess by disqualification or something like that, where there's no, no rules in this match. Yeah, there's no rules in this match. You're not supposed to do anything. So when I got done watching that, I sat there for literally five, ten minutes going, why have I wasted my time over the last years with this, with this junk? And then expecting something to be said about that match the next night on Raw, they're pushing Tyson Fury, heavyweight boxer, as a wrestler now. Cain Velasquez, a former UFC fighter. I was going to say, is the entire UFC going to retire and go to wrestling? <laughs> yeah, I, again, the route that it seems to be going that way is what they're trying to do. And Fox is wanting it to be more like that, I think. And for me, I'm not interested. So Vince McMahon, WWE, you can have it. I, I, I'm I, going to just not, not watch wrestling or I'll find something else to watch. AEW. Are you, are you done? You're saying you're I, done? I say that every single week, and I still watch the little fifteen-minute YouTube uh, recap. But I'm done watching three-hour Raws. I can't. You just it. made the list. Okay, thank you, Chris. Thanks, guys. Thank All you, right, Mike. Mike. Thank you. Seven three seven one zero two five. So yeah, wrestling. Tyson Fury is now 
doing I, I didn't tell you that Cain Velasquez was who beat Brock Lesnar in the UFC and basically sent Brock back to WWE now now they're gonna fight WWE jeez that leaves one line available 737-1025 let's go to Shannon Shannon who or what is on your list hey guys I'm putting Kroger Foods on my list uh wanted a six-pack of beer while I watched the game last night and I'm pretty sure it's still October and I just want some Oktoberfest beer but when I got there and I looked in the seasonal section where I should find all this cool Oktoberfest beer, they had none of it. But what there was was snowflakes, candy canes, Santa Claus. Where'd all my Santa Claus? Can I, can I just have Oktoberfest beer for ten minutes? Really? They didn't have that, but they had Christmas stuff. They they had Sam Adams, white labeled snowflakes, candy canes, and and I was just. I was, Candy canes? It's October. <laughs> <laughs> that you deserve. just made the list. That does deserve. Okay. We skip Halloween. That's bad. I mean, it's one yeah. thing to skip Thanksgiving. Do you think I there know, was a I, major run on that stuff, and that's why they were out? Or I can't imagine. It was at the total end of one of the aisles, right, the beer section, and it was just like big holiday seasonal beer here now. I'm like, guys, it's still October. Where's my Oktoberfest beer? Wow. That's weak. That's weird. Anyway. Good stuff, Shannon. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that, that deserves to be on the list. That deserves it. That deserves it. 737-1025. Let's keep it going. Curtis, our Bucks reporter. Curtis, who or what is on your list? Uh, well, I have to call and put in a Bucks play on the list again because I am 2-0 right now for doing that. So uh, this is working. This is great... working. Don't mess with it a winning is. game. The mojo's working. Exactly. I mean, Godwin went off again and helped me, and you probably win your fantasy team. Yep. Um, but I have to put our whole secondary on the list. I am, I am getting so tired of you know our offense ranks pretty high the past three years. Um, we've had the co- a top ten offense two years in a row now, and our secondary couldn't stop a peewee football team from passing the ball. It is just, I mean, anybody could tell you that if we can't stop Michael Thomas, try something different. You know, stop playing man-to-man because it's not working. And it took him again, I don't know, 180 yards and, I don't know, 75 touchdowns before we realized maybe we should try something different. And it's just getting old fast. Um, you know, we go into London this week, and the last time we played the Panthers, we shut McCaffrey completely down. I don't even think he had 50 total yards. We've got to do that again. And if our secondary doesn't play any better, I may lose my mind. Thank uh, you guys for letting me get that off my chest. Curtis, you just made the list. I hope they shut down McCaffrey. I really do. I don't have him in any league, and I would love for him to have a shutdown week. He carved me up last week. He's due. Holy cow. I, I My team had a lot of points. That That's something that gets you on the list, right? When your team really has a great week, but you get outgunned by guys like McCaffrey who just had a ridiculous amount of points. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Godwin. Will Fuller the last guy week. I played had Godwin and McCaffrey and a couple other guys that went off. Godwin. Deshaun Watson. Amari Cooper. My guy might have just broke the whole internet with with his team. I mean, he, Aaron, I, he Aaron set a Jones. Aaron Jones. I have him. Monster week, four touchdowns, 100 yards. Let's go to Trevor in Milwaukee. Trevor, who or what's on your list? 
Hey, guys. I would like to put Alan Bell on my list for saying that my Green Bay Packers are not going to make it playoffs. I was a little surprised by that. Struck a chord. Well, you and me both. I'm used to listening about the Titans every day and neglecting my Green Bay Packers so that I can listen to Predators talk. But for him to say that they weren't even going to make the playoffs, I was a little, a little taken aback by that, to be honest with you. Yeah, they need to get Adams back, but man, other than that hiccup against the Eagles, they look pretty darn good. I think they should be shooting for A.J. Green like you guys were talking about earlier. That, if if, if we could get A.J. Green and Devontae Adams came back, that tandem would be insane. Um, and that would be great for my fantasy team with Aaron Rodgers. So, yes, I agree completely. And secondly, how awesome was that hit that Watson put on Gudis last night where he had to go over and kick the bench. Oh, I was laughing so hard. Uh, I got to check. We got to check that bench. That bench has got to have some damage because Rodko Gudis, he was 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 absolutely furious. And it was a totally clean hit Mm -hmm. by Watson. He just dumped him right on the ice. That's a big guy. We need need to find out where uh, Chris Mason gets his suits done because that camouflage-looking suit last night was on point. Mason's got style. He's got well, Mace has got it going on. So let me ask you, what I, w- I meant to bring this up earlier. What was Ryan Ellis uh, so angry about at the very end? Was it because on that empty netter that I forgot who like basically jumped on his back on the ice? What was he? Ovech- he was upset no, about he w- something. He was upset. Ovechkin jumped on him. Was that Ovechkin that did that? I didn't see who did it. Okay, that was one. And I think he was also upset that he didn't think it should have been icing. Okay, on on one. Well, the Victor Arvidsson one, I didn't understand why they blew the whistle yeah. on that play. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Could you imagine if we put Watson on the first line and placed the yarn truck? Last time they did that, he had a hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. That was, yep. Appreciate it. Yeah, I didn't know what – I mean, Ryan Ellis was – I mean, he was really getting after P-O'd. Tim Peel and that crew last night. Oh, yeah. Well, you know somebody's going to yell at Tim Peel. Yeah, <laughs> he just and he deserves it. He's on the list. He's, he, on, the he's list. on the list. No embellishment. You calls just made the list from nope. Tim Peel last night. Eli, who or what is on your list? Mike Vrabel and his porn stash. I think the mustache is sucking his blood away from his brain, and it's make, affecting his coaching intellect. It needs to go. And I will give $1,000 for the JDR and his name if he shaves it off. I'm thinking <laughs> Jeff Fisher is playing with his mustache and sort of like giving some voodoo vibe to affect his brain or something. It needs to go. i got to be honest, Eli. <laughs> you're about the fifth person that has told me the same thing, that they believe it is time for Vrabel to shave the stash, and maybe that will help with decision-making. Do you think that Eli can get together a committee, like you mentioned Jeff Fisher, maybe get Brent Peterson on the committee, Get a few other guys who, you know, Tom Selleck. Great stashes. Some great stashes. Get together with Mike and say, you know, Mike, not everybody can rock the stash. Well, we just got a tweet from Elliot that said he's recently grown a mustache. It's pretty majestic. I grew said mustache for my Luigi Halloween costume. People, my eyes are up here. These people who are objectifying <laughs> me have made the list. It's tough being beautiful. So you just made the mustache. List. <laughs> mustache talk is overtaking. You just made the list. That's pretty. That's pretty that's interesting pretty point. Like I said, 
I, Eli is not the first person I've heard that. I've had several people say basically the same thing. Like, Vrabel, please shave it. You need a new look. <laughs> Maybe that'll change things. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to be the one that forces anybody to do what they don't want to do, but I think that would be an interesting therapy session mm-hmm. with, with Jeff Fisher, Brent Peterson, Tom Selleck, and so on. Let's get one more in. Chad, who or what's on your list? All fast food restaurants. Ooh, all fast food. fast food restaurants since I was a kid. We all have. And if you're anything like me, you know exactly what you're going to get. You've been getting the same thing for years. And when I pull up and say, I want a number six with a Coke, don't ask me, do you want the meal with that? It's the number six. <laughs> That's what comes with it. Don't ask. I didn't say just the sandwich. I said a number six with a large Coke. And they're like, oh, okay. What would you like to drink? A large Coke. <laughs> you just made the list. That's right. Okay, I got I to gotta piggyback on this because this is another one. We have now in a situation where fast food restaurants will have multiple lanes in which you can go into the drive-thru, so they have two speaker boxes. However, a majority of these places ignore the far speaker box, mm. and so you're sitting at that speaker box while you have the other line that's almost the express lane moving through. So that happened to me recently. And you know what? I got a little angry about it because they were like, hey, how are you today? Well, I'm good now. I've been sitting here for 10 minutes waiting on you to say something. Why is that? Why is what? Why are they ignoring the outside I don't lane? know. That's what I want to know. You have, you have, and, and he even says, oh, well, you were on the outside box. Sorry, I didn't see you. I'm like, well, then don't have the outside box. Wow. Don't have two. Chad got you. Man. Worked up. I know that hit a the nerve. The guy actually said because you're on the outside yeah, box. Like, they, uh, okay, then come. Like you're close supposed it. to know that. That's right. Like, a, why would you? Igno- why would you say that to the customer? Well, you're on the outside lane. Yeah, right. I think I would have kept really the secret to that one. I would have kept the secret on that one. You have two for a reason. Use them both. Or I've always one. been wondering though, how do they? Because uh, I've been to these, right? They merge eventually. They merge right. back into one mm-hmm. lane. How do they do that? How do they? Does it really speed up the process if you're ended up back in the same lane anyway? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I guess, I guess you get the orders in quicker. You but just maybe you feel like you get up there quicker, you know, just I, because there's just two lanes. Just because you got the order yeah. in. Mm-hmm. But don't you just end up spending more time between the order and the pickup? Could be, yeah. I guess they've done studies on I this. I would like for somebody to tell us what does the study show. Yeah. What are the analytics on the two lanes? Well, I, let's hire the same people that uh, I want to – investigate can you get a baseball park in between the korean veterans okay. bridge and nissan stadium <laughs> i still i still you're still my, on my eyeballs are telling me it's not it's not gonna fit okay it can't fit you're calling bs i i, I just i'm questioning all right we'll get a winner we'll come back with richard deitch from the athletic that's next nice win over the capitals last night predators get it done six five despite ovechkin's two power play goals Four goals by the Preds in the third period. 6-5 victory. 3-1 and one on the season. They embark on their first road trip of the year. It all starts out in L.A. tomorrow afternoon at the Staples Center. And I'll have pregame for you starting at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. Preds and Keens. There you go, Hal. Let's say hello to Richard Deitch from The Athletic. Richard, how you doing? What's up, guys? What's new and exciting in your world? It's a beautiful day in Toronto, six sixty-three or something like that in October. Can't beat that. So happy, uh, 
Happy God smiling on the weather gods today up here. Yeah, we went out to Denver yesterday. That's where the Titans are on Sunday, and it was snowing in Denver. It's been about Jake. 98 degrees here for weeks, finally getting cooler temperatures. Snowing in Denver was the forecast. Mm. Rough year for those Broncos, too. Well, they did get a win, I think, last week or two weeks ago. But they did. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I'll be, trust me, uh, I'll be inundated with snow soon enough. It's great, it's great to live up here, same country, same people, but uh, – I'm not going to lie, man. That winter is that winter is rough. <laughs> it's real, <laughs> as they say. I saw where Mina Kimes is getting kind of moved up. Her role seems to be increasing at ESPN. Uh, what what do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, listen they they really like Mina Kimes. You know, you can usually you get a sense at ESPN who, and this is by the way, no knock on Mina at all. Incredibly talented person, but you get a sense at ESPN who's sort of on their. Um, you know, most favored nations list. You see them a lot on all the talk shows. You see them getting pushed in press releases. You see them really uh, all over the brand multimedia-wise. You know, obviously Stephen A. is like sort of the epitome of this. You know, the guy's basically doing everything uh, short of running the Longhorn Network at this point. So, you know, you get a sense of who they, management, really, really likes. And she's up there. You know, they, they like her combination of uh, intelligence and reporting ability and accessibility, likability on the air. And so it's a good choice to me to do their daily podcast. Clearly, they're going to try to make it like the New York Times daily for sports, which has been incredibly successful for the New York Times. I will say, totally self-interest, The Athletic debuted uh, the lead a couple of weeks ago. I'm sure it will be very, very similar to what ESPN is attempting to do, you know, the difference, of course, is you have had ESPN, you got the Godzilla of distribution, so you're going to be popular right away. But it, it's, um, it seemed like uh, the time had come, probably it was, we, everybody was really late to do a similar podcast regarding what the New York Times did in terms of really doing 20, 25 minutes on kind of the interesting story of the day in sports, the way they do for news. So, um, so I, yeah, I would expect uh, the media times thing to be very successful. Uh, in terms of like sort of uh, intelligence and creativity, what kind of downloads it gets? I don't even know if ESPN even cares about it at this point. It's just sort of another branding exercise for them. Talking to Richard Deitch from the Media Circus, he writes for the Athletic. And Richard, uh, how much does it hurt baseball? I mean, I, I hate saying this because I'll watch whoever's in there. I love. It was a tremendous game the other night. The, the uh, Nationals coming from behind and beating the Dodgers, but not having the Dodgers in at this point, at this critical stage where baseball is trying to hang on to their audience as best as they can. With them out, how much does it hurt? Well, it means there's a Fox Sports executive who can't buy a fourth beach house as opposed to a third beach house, to be very honest with you. Um, I mean, it hurts. Uh, You know, the Dodgers, ultimately, what you're dreaming of if you're a Fox is you want the Yankees-Dodgers. That's basically can't miss in terms of viewership ratings, both coats, major teams, uh, teams with stars, teams that are a little bit polarizing. So you actually get some, uh, a little bit of buzz and juice. And then history, of course, given the Dodgers Yankees, uh, you know, sort of the amazing history between those two teams. So it's a loss. Um, you know, the Cardinals do have their fans and they have, they really, uh, draw incredibly well regionally. The Cardinals are the, are the highest rated regional team when it comes to local baseball ratings, regional sports network ratings. So, you know, that's a pretty good market for them. Uh, the Nationals, 
honestly, it's not the greatest baseball market in terms of national appeal. I, I think they're an interesting team, actually, just like on a sort of a, just a, like a story-like level, given, you know, Bryce Harper's gone. They had all these failures, and now they're through to a round they had never been. But I think if you're Fox, you're obviously, at this point, you're really rooting hard for Yankees-Cardinals. That's your um, that's your best bet for viewership. And while the Cardinals are, you know, kind of star- – maybe starless is unfair, given obviously they have some really good players. They're not like the traditional Cardinal team of the past, where I feel like the nation sort of connected with them more. But still, you know, big market, great baseball market. And if you have the Yankees, I think the numbers will be okay. You had a, a conversation with Phil Sims, and it, it is interesting how a guy's job can evolve. And it, it does seem like he's he's handled himself with a lot of professionalism. And, and I kind of like the chemistry that they've got going on that NFL Today show. Yeah, I think Phil was smart. I mean, one, you know, like all of us, Phil likes money. And these jobs are, you know, these are lottery ticket jobs, I call them. You know, you just, you know, the, the, you're getting seven figures or high six figures to do something in the sports media, I mean, you know, you, you essentially hit the lottery. And so he was smart, you know, rather than blow everything up and say, you know, screw you, CBS, you picked Tony Romo, he had no experience. Uh, I was a loyal soldier for you for all these years. I'm leaving. He uh, he decided to sort of, uh, I guess, accept maybe is the right word or, or make the studio work. And I agree with you for whatever reason. I mean, all these studio shows if you're going to, I mean, they're sort of nonsense, to be very honest, but if you're going to watch them, you probably watch them because you like the people on there or you're, you like the chemistry. And the chemistry between Burleson Cower, Sims, and Esiason, and James Brown works. It's just, I think they all like each other away from the camera. Uh, you know, you have, uh, at least in the sort of the East, you have two very, very famous quarterbacks from the, from the past. You have name recognition. Cower, I think people like and respect. And Nate Burleson is very, very good on TV and not so far removed from the game. And then James Brown's always been a very, very good host in terms of being uh, ego-free. So, yeah, it works. And, um, and I appreciate Sims talking to me. You know, I'm, I don't know how much he loves sort of some reporter calling him and saying, you know, I'd like to talk to you about what it's been like the last two years, not being the number one guy on your network, seeing Tony Romo get all the success. But Sims handled it really well. And I think, I think actually I can say this, I think this is not just an opinion, it's sort of an informed opinion. I think part of why a guy like that is able to do what he did here is that as a quarterback, and particularly a quarterback from a small school, Moorhead, I think Moorhead State he was, Kentucky, he had been sort of doubted and cut and had to deal with a lot of stuff as an athlete. And I think he sort of learned, and, and being a quarterback in New York, you sort of get criticized all the time. So I think he sort of just throughout his young adult life learned to roll with the punches and sort of accept things as they came. And I think it made the transition here easier. I also think he's pretty self-aware. You know, he's 63 years old, and he knows that he's not going to be in football television forever. They were offering him a pretty good deal if you just sort of don't think about what the job you had before was. And I think he was really smart. To to me, total blueprint to, uh, you know, if you're getting older and a a company offers you a pretty good job, take it and try to make the best of it. Richard Deitch from The Athletic is here with us on Darren Donick and Chase. And, Richard, you know, I asked you last week about SmackDown debuting on Fox, 3.88 million total viewers, a big 1.4 rating uh, for Friday Night SmackDown to make its Fox debut. But it was a pretty good week for wrestling overall with Premier Week, with Raw on the USA Network and AEW on TNT. But I thought they, they brought out the, all the stars for SmackDown, and I think Fox should be happy. I love the wrestling talk on your station. Good job by you guys. Um, <laughs> Got you. 
Yeah, no, listen, you, I mean, if you're them, you got, I, you know, I sort of read internally from some wrestling, uh, like, dot-com sites that the, the numbers did not hit Fox expectations or industry expectations. I mean, I'm, I'm not doubting the reporting. That just seems sort of a little off to me. You get nearly 4 million people on a Friday for any kind of programming. Uh, that's, a, that's fantastic. I think they have to be overjoyed with their debut. Their debut. Not only do they get good viewership numbers, they, get, they I mean, literally had so many people writing about this. They promoted it all over their network, and it's a really good debut. I think the, you know, the sort of the content of the show itself, if you're a wrestling watcher, I think is pretty good. And they're going to, again, this week, they have another, you know, two very big performers, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, going against each other. Uh, the numbers will go down, but I'll be curious to see, you know, how close they are to the first week. The whole ball game with Fox and AEW and WWE NXT is really like six months, eight months down the road. Like, I would expect all these first-month numbers to be pretty good. The question will be who six months, eight months from now can maintain sort of close to the audience of their debuts. If they can pull that off, then this is like an over-the-top hit. If you're Fox, the one thing you hope doesn't happen and the one thing you fear is, like, do you lose half your audience eight months from now? Um, so that's, to me, the more interesting question is what are these shows going to draw, you know, let's say come like February, March, April. Well, and the thing I'm curious about is something that, you know, a lot of sports leagues they have to deal with. They have multiple television partners, and the WWE hasn't had that in a while. It's been the USA Network yeah. or NBC. Now they, they've made SmackDown the A show, and Raw that's been the A show forever is now the B show, but how do they balance that? Because USA isn't going to, you know, they're not going to take too kindly to, like not getting the best talent and things like that. And I know they have the draft starting tonight. So I'm curious of how they balance that. Great question. I agree with you. You know, they obviously want that Fox show to succeed. So they're going to load that Fox show up early with, you know, A-level talent like Becky Lynch and you know, obviously put Brock Lesnar on, et cetera. But, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to deplete, you don't want to deplete raw. So, you know, one of the question is, do you have enough talent, uh, where both shows can draw a big number. I don't know. You know, that's that's a, a subjective question, and we'll see. But your point is well well taken, is that they have made Fox the A show. No question about that. But you can't, I think, just make Raw too much of a B show, or you're really going to hurt USA, and I think you're even going to hurt your own product. So that's really, you know, McMahon's and Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman and all the creative types behind the scenes. That's their big challenge is can we, can we make these two shows interesting? I will say this, and again, just as a knucklehead wrestling watcher, I, I, I think the product on Raw has been pretty, pretty weak. So I, agree. I think they got, some, they got a challenge there because they, I, I, that show has not been very good. And I love Heyman, and I'm not sure it's his fault. I don't know. I'm just not sure he has the talent on that show to make it, to make it work at the moment. So that's, they're going to have to develop new talent or come up with a way to maybe, and this is really taxing on the performers, to get some of their really, really big people to work on both shows. I saw that you did a piece uh, for your media circus of having NHL writers discuss how to improve the league's television product, and that's something we've talked about on this show and, and the new TV deals that, that'll be coming for the NHL and what that's going to mean. So what was some of the consensus that you got about improving the uh, the television television product i will say nbc needs a shots on goal counter uh on their graphics but other than that what have you learned yeah i mean obviously most of the writers certainly that was one of the first things they said was they have to have that i, I think most of the, the the best suggestions that i got from the writers were um really just putting more data and analytics 
into broadcasts and going beyond just like, you know, uh, circus commentary and maybe getting more into tactics to sort of explain to viewers, um, you know, why things happen. And the other thing, and this is sort of usually the answer for all sports, is, you know, get microphones uh, and, and get, get us closer to the ice, you know. Some of the suggestions were uh, in-game interviews with players or miking up the players and sort of figuring out how that works, but just basically better access when it comes to on the ice. And then we had a couple, and this, again, was very much subjective on talent, that they thought the NBC studio crews were pretty weak and particularly negative. And maybe you can get a change in the sort of the Milbury Ronick um, grouping. I don't think that's a bad suggestion. Now I don't necessarily know who the replacement should or would be, but the one thing I will say is hockey, at least in my lifetime, they've never had like college game day. They've never had an inside the NBA. They've never had any kind of destination studio show, in my opinion, before or after games. And if they could figure out how to do that, um, I think it'd be smart. You know, the one thing. And again, I'm, I'm not saying go down this road, but, you know, like the, the podcasts that have attracted like massive attention, I hate spitting chiclets, I think that's out of the Barstool Sports Group and some other ones. Like they've been able to get young fans like really interested in the game. And I think one way NBC should sort of think about heading forward is how do they reimagine their studio show? Because I think that might be a way to, to get some people excited about hockey. We were talking uh, earlier about the Predators road trip and it will be in Vegas uh, sandwich in between LA and Arizona and how Vegas is on a collision course to be a four sport professional sports town here in probably the next five years. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, well, that's a good question. Obviously the Raiders are coming and obviously you have the golden Knights. My, I think, uh, you know, I think, I think I certainly will. I think basketball is going to be there. They already have the summer league. Baseball would be the only one that I'm not sure about. Uh, I know they've played there before. It would be a super, super temperature issue to me, like a hot, a very hot climate to play, which would seem, I think, a pretty big disadvantage for whatever that team is. Um, my other thing would be, you know, I, I would need more data in terms of how the Raiders do to get a sense of how baseball would do. Like, I need to see the Raiders draw on 60, 65, 55,000. And then that would convince me that, okay, you can put a baseball team there and they draw, you know, 30-plus or something like that if the team was good. So I would say it's very possible, but I would be a little bit of a skeptic on, the, on baseball. I do think it would only be a matter of time before basketball gets there. You don't think the A's would be – I mean, the A's and the Rays, right? I mean, we, we just keep having this conversation, but you, we, you just have to feel at some point – they're going to have to pull the plug. I mean, neither one of them are, are anywhere near closer to getting that new stadium that they desperately need. So at what point are they going to, you know, bail out of those markets? I think they're going to bail out. It's just going to be a question of, is it going to be Vegas? Is it Montreal? Will it be Nashville? Um, but yeah, I think they're def- I think Tampa Bay is done uh, in within 10 years. Uh, Oakland is a little trickier because, you know, there's always talk about a new stadium or, you know, they're going to lose the Raiders. Does that mean more dollars can be invested there? But uh, Tampa Bay for sure is, I think, will not have baseball 10 years from now. Could definitely see Oakland too. Uh, you know, the big question for Major League Baseball and Manfred is, are they going to expand? And if they expand, how many teams? And if they expand, where? 
there's never been a market lose three professional sports teams, right? I mean, Oakland would be a first, right? Nobody's ever lost three professional sports teams, or am I wrong? That's a good question. Uh, let me think about this off the top of my head. And New York lost the Dodgers. I feel like they lost another team at one point, too. Um, no, right. I we know I mean, St. Louis has lost football. Atlanta's lost hockey. Yeah. They lost the Giants because they moved to San Francisco. Right. But that's like we can think yeah, of so lots of one too. sport examples, right? But is there even a two sport example? Yeah, it's a good, very good question. I'm sure one of your uh, listeners would. They lost know, the, but didn't yeah, they lose I mean, the that, Nets? That's rough. I mean, that's, that would be, I mean, that's a, that's a rough thing. Oh to, my gosh. Uh, go through. And, yeah. you know, but you know, again, there, I, I do, as much as I'm a big sports fan, I do sort of side with, you cannot overpay to keep these teams. You can't destroy your tax base. You can't like not fund certain services to keep a sports team there. At the same time, they're yeah, obviously very important culturally. They give a city, um, they give a city sort of an identity, but at a certain point, you know, if, if, the team, you know, there are just some sports that probably don't work in certain markets. And, you know, we're finding out, certainly like baseball in Tampa Bay, it like worked for a little bit, but it hasn't worked long term. Um, you know, in the same way, like if Alabama football was located in New York, I realize that's not going to happen. But, like, I don't know if it would work there. It's just there's not a history of college football sort of week in, week out. There's a lot of other sports there. So it's, it's not a birthright, per se, that every sport works in every city. The other thing about the – the, the demographics of the United States is, you know, cities get bigger, more people come to cities, and and those cities sort of become more attractive for uh, ownership. Obviously, that's where Nashville is one. You wouldn't have thought that Nashville would have had a, uh, you know, a football team, a professional MLS team like 25 years ago. But, you know, more people have come to the city. It's got a different sort of feel, more money, and things change. I guess I bring it up because – we have that – we've seen this in cities, right, where they've lost, let's say, big factories or a car plant. And, you know, just basically the city just erodes. I mean, it just – it's never the same. And you wonder, how does a city like Oakland ever recover or what do they look like 10 years after losing three professional sports teams? Well, the question for Oakland would be, I feel like, you know, and again, not being any kind of city expert in Oakland, but probably tied more to the – you know, the California economy and jobs there. But, it, you know, it, it is a city that has collegiate sports. You know, it's, uh, Cal is there. They're not so far from Stanford and that area. So it's not the rest of sports. But I think at a certain point, you know, you're not going to see Oakland ever be a three- or four-sport city again. It may just be, you know, a city with one pro sports team. But, you know, all of these owners, you know, whether it's the Warriors – or whether it's, you know, whoever, the Clippers, they're, they're, they're about one singular thing, and that's commerce and money. And they will try to stay in a city as long as they can if the conditions that city gives them are profitable. If not, they will leave. It is, we have seen this time and time again. There are, in my opinion, are very, very few owners with a distinct loyalty to a city. There are some. Like, you know, I don't think as long as Jerry Jones was alive, he'd ever move the Cowboys. Um, but... You know, I think for most of these guys, they would they would jet out of town if they got a better offer from a from a populace elsewhere. Yeah, good point. Uh, good stuff as always. You have a great weekend, and uh, I hope whoever they're going after they get caught. And we'll talk to you <laughs> soon, Richard. 
think, think, yeah, I think they're going after some defensemen from the Maple Leafs. I'll let you know if they go. Wow. Nice line on the way out. Richard Deitch from The Athletic. Good stuff there. Uh, the Maple Leafs gave up seven last night to the yeah. Lightning in their 7-3 loss at home. We'll come back. Final hour. Pick six. That's next.